When it comes to radio, AMP hits different. AMP is a free live radio app where anyone can hop on the mic and play the music they love. From hip-hop to house music to heavy metal, discover new-to-you tracks and playlists made by music lovers who know what's good. And that includes you. Jump in the chat or call in to share your taste and add your own picks to the mix. Download AMP. That's A-M-P for free in the App Store or go to onamp.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Off the Mess. I am your host, Samantha Bush. And guys, if you follow my Instagram, you'll know that this weekend I was a little bit off the grid. Um, I went glamping. <laughs> so I just have to talk on this experience um, really quick because it is a doozy. Um, so this weekend, my boyfriend, he didn't like surprise me, but he kind of did because like we were supposed to go up north a couple weeks ago, but it didn't end up working out and he felt bad. So he was like, OK, like we'll we'll do this fun like little getaway this weekend. So, I mean, he got like such so it's glamping and it's in South Haven, Michigan. Um, it's called Off Maps um, or Off Map, I think. And it's really cool. Like this guy just like bought this land with like barns. And I mean, he set up like these beautiful tents. I mean, they're really, really nice. It's not like a t- like your standard camping tent because I don't think I could do that. I mean, I can be a chill, cool girl, but I draw the line at like a real tent. And it had so he upgraded the one with the bathroom, like with the plumbing. And I was like, thank god because like I don't this is our first trip like we haven't been dating that long it's our first like real getaway together (laughs) and I'm like I cannot be pooping in a hole like that is I can't do that that is too real this this soon I, I I draw the line at that so he did get us a bathroom one with a bathroom like a shower and a toilet and stuff it was so nice like for what you'd expect like for glamping I mean I felt like a real housewife I was literally I was, I mean, I was in the woods, so we get there. I mean, if you guys know, it's it's been like 200 degrees and I was a little anxious because I was like, oh God, I'm going to be so hot in this tent. And I was just talking to producer Pat before this podcast and him and I were both like, we do not do well in the heat. Like we are unwell. So I was a little anxious. And then it also was my first trip with Ruby, like Ruby has never gone on a trip with me. She's never done like a little getaway. It was like all of our maiden voyages together. I So there was a lot going on. There was a lot happening. And of course, like when you travel with someone, that's when you really get to know them. And I was I was so nervous because I'm like, oh, God, like, first of all, what if he's so annoying or what if like I'm annoying to him or like what if something bad happens? Like I was just being psychotic. I was overthinking, obviously, everything. And if you guys I've talked, I think I've talked about this on the podcast where I have packing anxiety. So I had been mentally coming up with a list of everything I was going to bring for like two weeks leading up to this trip. Like, and of course he's like very last minute and he's like thought the night before, like the morning of, I think. And I'm just like, oh my God, like I just get so overwhelmed. Like I have to bring everything that I think I'll need like I brought and thank god I brought some of the stuff because we ended up needing it. I'll get to that in a second but so we get there it's beautiful it's like on this you know it's kind of it's kind of in the middle of nowhere but like close enough to civilization 
if that makes sense. Like you don't feel like you're too off the grid. Um, and there was fans, there was like electricity in the tent. Like we weren't like roughing it. Um, and we had a great time in South Haven on Friday night. It was like amazing. Um, Ruby did get out at one point right when we got there. Like I had walked into the tent and you keep them. I, I'm not one of those people where I could ever have my dog off leash. Like I look at people like that and I'm like, wow, the trust you have with your dog and just like life. I could never, I have trust issues. I'm a Scorpio. I can't do it. And I, took her off the leash the moment we got in the tent, but I didn't fully zip up the tent yet. I thought, I mean, God bless her. She's not like the brightest bulb in the shed or brightest. What is that? You guys get what I'm saying. See, I'm not either like mother, like daughter. Um, I thought that she would kind of figure like the screen was like a door and she couldn't go through it. Okay. Well, she's smart and she figured she could and she ran out and she was running around this field and like I was chasing her and I ran by a tent and I heard this fucking Karen in her tent go, that's why you, they say to keep your dog on a leash. And I ran by it and I was like, I let her off of it for two seconds. Like I was freaking out. I didn't know what to do because my heart was like racing because she was so crazy that I'm like, where is she? What if she runs into the woods and I never see her again? What if she runs down the road and she gets hit by a car? Like I was freaking out. I don't know what happened, but suddenly she just sat down. She does this thing like where she just plops and just sits. And I finally grabbed her and I did the thing. I did the mom voice where I was like, you get in this tent right now. Like I had my mouth like gritting and I was like, get in this tent. I was so mad at her. So that's how I started the trip. We go to South Haven on Friday night. Amazing night. Amazing time. We went to different bars. We met like all these cool people. They loved Ruby. Ruby was doing so good. I was so proud of her. Like she was letting people pet her and like she still is very shy. But like I learned that if I pet her while they're petting her, it like works out. Then Friday night happens. And you guys, I get an alert on my phone. It's like severe thunderstorms tonight. And I'm like, okay, like how severe are we talking? Because like sometimes I feel like I'm so disconnected from Mother Earth because I live in like Detroit. I live in like a city. Like I live in like a tall building. Like when there's a storm, it really doesn't affect me at all. Like I don't think about it. And Ruby's like never really lived through a storm before. Like, I I don't know. Drink every time I say the word storm. And (laughs) I'm a pretty light sleeper. And I'm sleeping like an angel. And all of a sudden I see like a flash of light. And I open my eyes and I can see through the screen, like the screen window, lightning like far away. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Like that's coming for me. It's coming for us. And I just was like, okay, whatever. And I'll just go back to bed. All of a sudden, I don't know what time it is. I don't know what's. I don't know how long time has passed since I've seen the first flash of light. It was like, what is that thing called in the Bible where the, the Jesus comes back or God or something? And it's like the resolution, the resurrection. It's something that was fucking happening. I'm not joking. It was thunder, lightning, hail. There was hail hitting this tent. Hail probably the size of golf balls were hitting this tent. It was so loud, so windy. I'm not joking. I wish I wish I took a video of it because it's so crazy and I'm not exaggerating at all. The tent, this is a sturdy tent. This is a tent that like 
like withstands winters. It was shaking and rattling back and forth. Like it was crazy. Ruby is handling it so well. You can tell she's like a little freaked out, but she's just, she moves up and is sandwiched herself in between me and my boyfriend. And we're both thinking the other one is asleep. So we're both just sitting in silence. We figured this out after the fact that we were both sitting in silence, just contemplating like, should we leave? Like, should we get out? Is this, are we safe? Like, it was so funny that we were both just silently suffering, like just not wanting to disturb the other one, even though we were truly living through like Noah's fucking arc. It was the most severe thunderstorm I've ever experienced in my life. I, guys, just the image of this tent just shaking back and forth, like the metal poles just like getting loose in the ground, like, Oh my God, it was wild. So I didn't sleep at all because then it like when it wasn't raining or hailing, it was windy as fuck. Like it was blowing the windows open. Like it was crazy, crazy. And then of course in the daytime, it's so hot. So then like we wake up. I'm like, let's just get out of here. We got to go to the beach. Let's go to the beach. So it was Ruby's first time at the beach. We go. She's having so much fun. She was, she was afraid of the waves at first, but then loved them. We laid on the beach and we read books and just hung out. And there was a, it's a dog beach. So there was like a bunch of other dogs there. It was super cute and fun. Again, the people that trust their dogs off leash. God bless you. Could not be me. Could not be me. I had my dog on a tight leash. Like you're not going anywhere. Okay. Guys, we then discover that our water in our tent is well water. And I'm not sure if you guys have ever experienced well water, and this is no shade to people that have it. Um, that's not my journey. I do not um, enjoy it, especially when you're in a tent and it's 96 degrees and you take a shower and it smells like rotten eggs. And so this is when my boyfriend discovered that I have a really sensitive nose and I, I gag when, <laughs> when I smell something bad. Like I immediately want, I immediately start throwing up. Um, I don't know why I'm like this. I try my best to not be dramatic, but I am who I am. And I looked at him and I said, we have to get out of this fucking tent. We're getting out of this tent. We're leaving right now. We're going to go into town. So we went to Saga Talk. We had the best time. The cutest fucking town ever. We had the best time at this bar called Wally's. We were living our best lives. Him and I looked at each other at one point. This is not a joke. I said, oh my God, let's make a toast. He loves a toast. So we toast and he goes, he like was joking, like sarcastic, like, oh, we're just on top of the world. Like we're having the best time of our lives. The minute after he said that, a bird shit on me. I'm not joking. A bird pooped on me. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. I was like, <sighs> humbling, truly humbling. And then what humbled me even more. So I was wearing this very cute, like cotton type like easy breezy dress that I had just bought in South Haven like super cute (laughs) and I go in the bathroom and I go and I like turn around because you know how you do in the bathroom like you check yourself out a little bit and you make sure everything's like looking good I am not joking there was a line a triangle like mark of swamp ass through my dress I wanted to launch myself into the sun. I was like, are you fucking kidding? Because I kept trying to shift the dress to like, so it didn't look like it straight up came from my ass. But I 
I couldn't like there was no shifting. I couldn't do it. Like it didn't work. Like I was mortified and I was looking, I was like, there was no hand dryer in the bathroom and I'm not a hand dryer girl. That might be controversial. I'm sorry. I, I've always hated them. I don't know why it's, they really bother me. Um, but I was like, please God, like there's gotta be a hand dryer. Nope. Just paper towels. So I was like, I was literally in there for so long, like damping my dress like this, like Pat, like you can't see me. I don't know why I'm doing that. Like pushing. (sighs) So I had a swamp ass mark and I was mortified because you think like you're looking good. You're looking hot. You get it from the table and you have a triangle mark of swass fucking down your butt. And it was so embarrassing. But I will, I do want to give a shout out to the girl that I met. I'm sitting, we're sitting there having a drink. Um, all of a sudden this girl and her, I think husband or boyfriend just comes up to us and she just goes, hi, Ruby. And I was like, what? And I'm thinking to myself, like, did she hear me over? Like, did she hear me say her name? Because like a lot of people were coming up to Ruby. So I was like, maybe she just like overheard me. And then she's like, oh no, like I follow you. She's like, I love Ruby. And then she like looked at her partner and she was like, oh my God, it was her first birthday this week. And I was like, this is the most surreal experience ever because it was like, she just was like, she just loved Ruby. And I was just like, Ruby, you're a goddamn star. We got to get Perina in the mix somehow. Maybe Blue Buffalo, if you're listening, sponsor me. Um, But you thought night one was bad. Night two gets even worse. Night two is severe storm again in this tent. And Ruby gets diarrhea. And I'm not talking once. This dog was shitting in our tent every two hours. Like explosive diarrhea. I wanted to die. It was like she, but she kept doing it in the shower, which I was like thankful because I was like, okay, like that's nice. Like you're not doing it on like the hardwood, but like also just disgusting. I kept waking up to the smell of her just shitting her brains out and you're probably wondering well why didn't you take her out you normally don't have to take a dog out every two hours I also didn't know she had diarrhea and also it was thunderstorming and lightning and raining oh and did I mention we lost power and because it's on a well there was no water so you couldn't go pee um I couldn't run the shower like it was truly I didn't sleep a fucking minute that night I because I was also paranoid that like is she okay? Like, what did she eat? I think it was a combination of everything. Truthfully, I think she ate something. I don't know. I don't know. She's she's okay now. We're, you know, she's on the mend for those concerned. But I woke up at 8 a.m. and I just looked at my boyfriend and said, like, we're leaving. <laughs> I know checkout's at 10, but like, we got to get out of here. Like, my dog won't stop shitting. I, it's freaking me out. And he just handled it so well. Like, this was a true test for us. And like, we despite the fact that it was thundering, hailing, lost power, my dog had diarrhea, a bird shit on me, and I had swamp ass stain. We had the time of our lives. It was so fun. It was great. Like it really tested us, like tested our relationship. We really rolled with it. He's very chill. So he just kind of was like, yeah, let's, you know, dog shit. And he looked at me yesterday and he says, not to be gross, but when I've had diarrhea, it's this happens like it just comes and comes and comes and I'm like thank you for sharing um we're getting really close here um so it was overall 
a great weekend just like external circumstances was tough I'll say that when my dog when Ruby had diarrhea every two hours like explosive diarrhea I was like this is the it's time for us to go like this is just I was just constantly being humbled left and right because you know what and I was telling my friend this this morning we were talking my boyfriend is like very he's a romantic and like I am too you guys know I say it on this podcast all the time I love love like I am the biggest proponent of love ever I love it obviously so in his mind I think he thought this was going to be like really romantic like just this idea that like I think he thought like we were going to like be under the stars and we were going to be in the nature and it was going to be like all romantic and like it ended up being like torrential rains hail and like my dog pooping all over like I can't make it up it makes me laugh so hard um because it's just oh my god it's so funny but enough of that uh anyway I would recommend going there it is called off map in South Haven Michigan so it's on the west side of the state ow like right on Lake Michigan which is like a beautiful lake Chris Lewis friend of the pod was like went there for the first time last year and he was like Sam it's so lovely I'm like I know it's like an ocean but like without all the dangers really um anyway want a smoother contour and more youthful looking cheeks rediscover a younger looking you by adding volume to the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc part of the number one selling collection of dermal fillers based on january 2022 provider survey data with help from juvederm voluma xc and a licensed specialist you can achieve a more youthful cheek look completely customized for your goals for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us are already planning our New Year's resolutions to work out more in 2023. But let's face it, they rarely stick. Well, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, cycling shoes, heart rate monitors, and more with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Don't wait. Get this offer before it ends on December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. So I want to start a new segment on the podcast. Um, I've been toying around this idea for a little bit, and I just want to call it Things I'm Thinking About. Because I don't know why my mind works the way that it works, but I really want to tap in to just give you guys a little insight into this, this this mind because sometimes things just come up in my head and I can't stop thinking about them. And I'm like, what whatever happened to that? And, you know, maybe maybe you guys think about these things, too, and then you move on from them. But then you think about, you know what I'm saying? So here is my list of things that I'm thinking about. Number one, the number one thing I've been thinking about lately is the Quiznos rats. Do you guys remember those rats, those little ugly rats that they had on the commercials and they played guitar and they sang? And it was the most startling, 
startling commercial. Like when it came on, it scared you. Like you needed a trigger warning. There needed to be, you know how they have the like explicit on like CDs. That's what we needed on that fucking commercial. But guys, excellent marketing because it stuck with me. It makes me crave a Quiznos. Where did all the Quiznoses go? Is it Quiznosis? Quizni? Quiznos? I don't know. But those fucking little squirrel rats are so ugly. And I think about them all the time and them screaming. You guys, I won't do it on this podcast. Like, I'll save it. I'll save you from hearing that um, rendition that I would give you of the song that I would screech all weekend thinking about this. I would, like, just randomly look at my boyfriend and be like, (laughs) and I would, like, say it. I won't do it because it's so annoying and screechy, but... Oh, just I know where did where did they go? Whose brainchild was that? I I just have questions and this is just something I'm thinking about. I've also been thinking about Katy Perry and John Mayer. They were a force and they were a very, in my opinion, a very underrated couple um, because, you know, he did have his slew of like very high profile relationships. He was with Jennifer Aniston, Jessica Simpson. He wrote Your Body is a Wonderland about uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. I mean, her body is a wonderland, so I get it. But like with Katy Perry, it was just, I will say he has a type. He loves a busty gal. Now, Jennifer Aniston is not busty, but the rest of them, busty girls. That they have. These are women that have bosoms. Like they don't just have boobs. They have bosoms. Um, but I really love them as a couple, and I just like want to know where it went wrong. Um, she still like gushes about him. Not like recently because people don't really ask her about it. But like when after they broke up, she did. She was like, he's got a beautiful mind. Um, I think she was the one that got away from him. I really do. I think that that was like someone he truly, truly loved. Um, But I was informed that there's a blind item about him. That he likes poop play. Now, I'll leave it at that. I was startled. I won't go into that any further. But it shocked me. And when someone said that to me, I said, excuse moi? He likes what? So, yeah, if you guys, you know, take a take a look on the Internet and see see what you can find about that, because it's really something. Uh, there's a lot of poop talk on this uh, podcast. Today. I'm so sorry. I usually am not someone that likes to talk about that stuff. But like when your dog has issues and then John Mayer clearly has fetishes, like you have to talk about it. I also have a fantasy couple alert. Um, this is something I've been thinking about lately is Franco Tanya Sr. and Wow. They would be a power couple, a power jersey force. Like, I think they would be so explosive and I need it to happen immediately. They are like the male and female version of one another. They're both good times. They're both little, little meatheads little juice heads they have tattoos they are jersey personified you know she would drink apple martinis with him uh, imagine her and Dolores like sharing a cocktail and a cigarette in the driveway with her mom like just imagine the power they would have together just sit with that sit with that also something I'm thinking about is Ramona Singer and Mario Singer just that I was really processing them over the weekend I they were my Brad and Jen I think, I don't know. I feel a type of way towards them. I'm so nostalgic. 
They make me feel at home. I love how they would like were so competitive with one another when they would play tennis. I just think that they were the perfect match. And I, I really think that they're soulmates. And it's really unfortunate that he ended up being you know, a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. But I think he really learned his lesson and realized that that was a huge mistake. And he regrets it every single day of his life. That's what I think. This is when I need everybody to run to my Instagram. I did post a video of Mario Singer singing um, his song Effortless. Um, it's one of my favorites. So go on over there. And my last thing that I've been thinking about lately, something I wish I didn't think about, but my friend and I were talking about, well, we were referring to ourselves as insects. And she says that she's a ladybug and I'm a praying mantis. And then I sent her a, a gif of... <laughs> From a bug's life, remember those like little beetles and they like did a lot of dancing, <laughs> constantly like, going like this. So then that got me in my head about, oh my God, that fucking movie, James and the Giant Peach. When I tell you this movie scarred me for life, I, it like, honestly, it hurts me to talk about. So there were two movies of my childhood that really, re- three, actually three movies of my childhood that like, Talking about it still makes my palms sweaty. One of them, it was Hocus Pocus. I refused to watch it. The first time I watched it all the way through was 2019. Yes, I specifically remember because it was a big day. I thought it was a funny movie and I'm sad that I wasted my whole life being scared of it. But I was terrified. The second movie is obviously James and the Giant Peach. The ants in that movie, not bugs, like the aunties, so scary the spider, the like little creatures. And when they eat the peach, you guys, I'm freaking out. I really do have chills right now. I have the fucking chills. James and Giant Peach should be banned. It should like, I believe in suddenly I believe in censorship. (laughs) I'm like, get that movie fucking out of here. I don't want it on any streaming platform. Never, never, never. The third movie is Flowers in the Attic, the original. Flowers in the Attic is the scariest movie, and I don't know why. it's. Not, I don't think it's meant to be scary, but the grandmother, she comes up in that attic. I get so scared. It really, really affects me. Hang on one second. Barbara is playing with her toy, of course, at the worst time ever. Sorry about that. She likes to do that when I'm in the middle of recording podcasts or interviews or anything. Um, we love a soundscape. I'll just leave it at that. Um, okay. So that's pretty much all I have for this new segment. I hope you guys enjoyed. It's just a brief little thing that, you know, I'm thinking about lately. (sighs) My next point that I'm going to get to, this is going to be a rambling podcast is this morning. I open Twitter as I usually do my, the first thing I do in the morning, it's super toxic. It's probably not healthy for me mentally, emotionally, spiritually, but I can't help it. It's just part of my routine. So I go over to the Twitter I open it, scroll, 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 giggle, 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 and all of a sudden I come across this this Twitter, this tweet of a TikTok, and it's of a nurse practitioner who's who practices like she has like a beauty lab and laser type of place um, where she does like filler, Botox, et cetera, et cetera. Now, in this TikTok, she is talking about actress Natalia Dyer from Stranger Things, and. This TikTok I found so deeply upsetting and problematic because she was discussing what she would do to Natalia to like fix her face. 
And I'm sitting there and I'm watching this and she's just and she's being serious. She was describing like what she would do. She would like inject stuff in her jaw to make it slimmer, to put stuff in her, put filler in her chin to give her more of a heart shaped face, put some lip filler in, do a brow lift, like put some cheek filler. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I can't. First of all, I have so many thoughts on this. I cannot imagine going on TikTok and seeing someone say like how they would change my face. That's fucking bonkers. And also it's one thing to like post on Instagram, like what a celebrity has already had done and do it very like non-biased, just like very informative. Like, oh, because I do think it's important to, to like if people do get cosmetic surgery like celebrities that they don't go around acting like all they do is drink water and eat salmon and lentils like they actually like you know that's one thing that bothers me when celebrities do like skincare and stuff is I'm like yeah but you do all this other shit too like you don't just wash your face and put a toner on and suddenly you're Hailey Bieber like that doesn't just happen no offense and you know I love my beebs but let's talk about it it's another thing though to Go online and put like what you would do to change another person's face. I'm like, what the fuck? And I don't listen. I'm not against getting filler or Botox, but I do find it. And this might be a hot take. I don't really give a fuck. I don't like how mainstream and like normalized it has become for like young women. I think it sends like a very strange message and seeing girls that are like 18 and 19, 20 getting like their lips done and getting filler and Botox. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And that might be like, you might yell at me and be like, that's not supporting other women. It's like, no, but it just makes me sad because it's like, there's nothing wrong with you. And I get that we all have our own insecurities and we all have things that we want to change, but like, we don't need to feed into that when you have a huge platform and give girls like reasons like oh yeah okay it just like enables their already like negative thought process about themselves and I find that so wrong and also so mean like why are you changing this girl's face first of all like she doesn't nothing is wrong with her she just doesn't like if you guys know who Natalia Dyer is she has like a very angular face like she's got like a very cut jawline it's like I mean, there's nothing wrong with her. And this girl is like tearing her apart, basically. And then does like a a Photoshop at the very end being like, see, what do you guys think about what I did? Like, this is what she would look like if I did all this work. And I'm like, you're just trying to morph her into like your ideal standard of beauty. And I just think that that's so fucked up and people have to stop doing that. And I just I do not enjoy it. It really, really bothered me. And, you know, I have friends that get like a little bit of filler, a little bit of Botox, and that's fine. Like I have this is if you're listening, it is no shade to you. I don't care. It just upsets me when young, young girls are doing it because it's this idea of like we have to preserve like youth and like beauty and we can't have a wrinkle and we can't have a this and a that and we have to have cheeks up to our fucking eyebrows. It's like we can all just be ourselves like we all are unique in our own way. And I know that that's very like kumbaya bullshit and I'm sorry, but like that's just lately how I've been really feeling because I talked about it a little bit last week too with the whole like aesthetic on Instagram or on TikTok too, where it's like 
it feeds into this constant idea that like you're just like not good enough and it just like reinforces that idea and it like makes you want to like live up to this standard that just like isn't even possible and it's not real and it's just you're going to constantly be chasing something and it's it's you'll never it's not achievable so you're con- you're going to be constantly disappointed um and yeah i just i don't know i just feel some type of way lately i don't know what's going on with me i feel very like strongly about this um as of recently and then yeah just seeing that tiktok this morning i was like are you f- fucking kidding like i didn't even i didn't even dare to like look at the woman's other TikToks that she makes because I'm like I have seen enough the fact that you would even do this and put it out in the world like the fact that it was like not only did you make it but you edit it and have to like rewatch it several times and then you post it there's a lot of like actions there and things you have to do to like get it out into the world and it's like never once where you're like hmm maybe I shouldn't tell women what they should do to cosmetically alter their face that I also don't know and have never met. And just, it's just wrong. It's so wrong. Um, Yeah. Did not enjoy that. Did not enjoy that this morning. Uh, But really quick, I do want to talk about some Real Hustlers of Beverly Hills news. Guys, Kathy's nuts online. She's like leaking her phone number left and right. She's FaceTiming with people on Instagram. I don't know what is happening, but she did do an interview with Bryce Sander. He was um, on the carpet last week. Love him. Go follow him. He does he does a great job. Um, and Kathy said that her and Kyle are in a great place and kind of was just like, yeah, I admit that I lashed out in Aspen and I shouldn't have. And it is what it is. She's like, but I don't know how things are going to be edited and pieced together. So I can't fucking wait for the rest of this season because now we're really going to get into it. And I'm really curious if it's going to be like a Denise Richards situation where, yeah, you know, Denise is lying or, you know, Denise was wrong, but you're still siding with her because everyone is so insufferable and the way that they gang up on her is just like not fun. I'm kind of curious if that is what is going to happen. And I'm curious to see how Kyle handles it because Kyle notoriously never has her sister's back. Um... Kim was also Kim Richards was also on this carpet. God bless that little woman. She's she says she doesn't watch TV. She does a lot of Reiki work. And I said, good for her. Um, whatever keeps you grounded. But also whenever I think of Reiki, I think of Jax Taylor. And when he had that Reiki specialist, Kelsey, and they had a very questionable relationship and she called him Jason. That was a wild time season. I think was that season four. I don't remember. No, it wasn't season four. It was season six. Season six of Vanderpump Rules. What a great season. Honestly, underrated. Um, Also in the same interview, Crystal was on the carpet as well. And she said that in regards to her losing the 14 friends, she said it was because of the show, but she couldn't say that because it would break the fourth wall. But I guess it was more of just like she didn't really mean 14. It was just like a group of people. They felt a type of way about her joining the show. They felt jealous, whatever. She didn't outright say jealousy, but like, Bryce was implying like, okay, were they upset they didn't get it? And she's like, I just think it like changes friendships. And she's like, I understand it. She's like, I'm not mad about it, but I didn't think they would like bring it up on camera and make it seem like I just lost all these friends. And then she kind of also talked about Diana a little bit. And I, I kind of appreciated it because, and I don't know why, because you guys know I'm not a big fan of Diana, but Crystal is like, I like that Diana doesn't 
like let the hate get to her she doesn't feed into it she she's like she truly does not care what anybody says about her and she's like I get why people are so hard on her like I understand it I see what they see but that's just who she is and she's a much more like black and white type of person and I think like the internet can't handle that and that is true I do think obviously people on the internet get like very worked up about things um and she did kind of hint that Garcelle and Sutton pander to Twitter and the more that I've sat with that the more I did think about that a little bit like do you think Garcelle and Sutton pander to Twitter and Instagram do you think Rena and Erica don't do you think Erica and Rena do it in a way where it's the opposite like they pander to social media in a way where they know it's going to get a rise out of people like these are things I've just been thinking about over the last few days since these interviews came out um I don't know so I I kind of want to keep an eye on that and see what's see what's going on there um I do want to talk Atlanta Guys, this season is giving. It's truly one of the best seasons we've had in such a long time. This cast is untouchable, in my opinion. I don't think anybody should go. Anybody should get demoted. I think everybody is perfect the way that they are. I think Marlo getting a peach was a great idea. I do not give a fuck what anybody says. I think Marlo is giving us the drama. And that's what we're watching. Do I agree with her 100%? No. But this was a great episode. I mean, (laughs) they went gem mining. And so they they went to this like little hillbilly type town, no offense, and they go into this like gem mining store because Marlo's like, well, we're going to find some rubies and we're going <laughs> to go into this man's store. And I'm thinking like, did they not do like a location scout before this? Because this man has is not down for these women. And Kenya literally takes down his Trump 2024 sign and hands it back to him and was just like, here you go. And he was like trying so hard to keep it in. But you could tell that he was like furious. And they literally did like what I did on like my field trip in fourth grade to like the science museum, like where you just take like a screen and you like put sand in it from buckets that have been pre-made by this guy that he like already threw rocks in and minerals and then like you like put through the water and you find the treasure like that's what this activity was it was pretty lame I will say but the women were making me laugh so hard and I mean the journey to get to this I I didn't even start why didn't I start there so Kenya shows up Kenya is Kenya she's gonna show up full guns blazing she's so fucking funny she's in a she's in a great mood despite that it's Marlo's trip and Marlo keeps wanting to talk to Kenya and I think Marlo has this like love for Kenya and she, all she wants is Kenya to love her but when Mar- when Kenya doesn't give it to her she Marlo just like lashes out and just goes really really low and says like crazy shit and then of course Kenya hello if have you been watching her the last 10 years she does the same thing so when Kenya doesn't give her the energy that she's looking for Marlo just gets like really defensive and upset and guys this scene where they are chasing Kenya around this house I was dying because Marlo kept wanting to talk to her and she kept trying to chase her and Kenya was fully running around this house running up and down the stairs all you see is camera and production just chasing her and trying to keep up and it was the funniest thing I was laughing out loud so hard at this idea of these grown women chasing and like all these poor production PAs, like cameramen, sound guys, like running after these women in this house. It was killing me. 
Um, and then, of course, it took them about two hours to get out of the driveway because no one wanted to drive with certain certain people didn't want to drive with other people. Sanya's getting in the mix. Sanya is new, the new bone collector. Sheree was like, she's real messy because she like listens to Kenya, sees where Kenya is coming from, and then goes and tells Marlo everything. And is like, you can't if you're going to be the bone carrier, you have to be a little bit like you have to be smarter. You have to be a little smarter about what you're doing. Um, But Sanya, I mean, I love her. I think she's a great addition to this cast. I love the friends that we're getting. We're getting a lot of friends, which reminded me of like old housewives, like where there was always like random people there that like just added to the drama. And you like, you're like, I'm never going to see this person again, but I love it. Um, and just the editing of Real Houses of Atlanta is just unmatched. Like the time lapsing of, <laughs> of being in this driveway, poor, poor Candy. She's like, I'm going to go bounce on the trampoline. She has had enough. She's like, I'm not involved in any of this. You guys are so fucking annoying. Um, Drew barks at like, it, it's nuts. It's truly nuts. And I'm a little annoyed though, because in the previews for the season, they made it seem like she was barking at Sheree. She wasn't. She was barking at Candy's friend. And I'm just like, the, or no, Sheree's friend. I'm sorry. She was barking at Sheree's friend. <laughs> sorry. What am I even talking about? You guys, I swear to God, I do this podcast and the things that I say and I'm taking it so serious. But then I I almost have like an out-of-body experience where I'm like listening to what I'm saying where I'm like, she barked at someone. Like, what am I talking about? <sighs> It just kills me because it's like, what the fuck am I doing? She's barking at people. Anyway, so there's that. They go gem mining. Marlo cancels the trip early because no one's getting along because she's mad at Kenya. She, you know, Drew. The thing about Drew, let's talk about Drew. Drop it with Drew. Is she's a cheese ball. She's a corn ball. She's really transparent in her antics and her props that she brings like for me if you are going to travel with a bag of dog bones you have it premeditated in your mind that you're going to make a moment and that's where I'm like it's fucking lame it's so lame like the barking and then like later on in the episode she like throws the bone I'm just like you thought and she thinks she's like having a moment like that's the thing about Drew that makes me laugh and it kills me is I think in her mind she thinks that she's like giving like she's giving it her all and she's making this iconic scene of television and like it's very Aviva like Aviva thought she was making and granted it was good television when Aviva threw her leg across the room but Ultimately, it was so premeditated. She knew she was going to do it. So it kind of takes it out of it a little bit. Like when Teresa threw the table, that was like a heat of the moment thing. When Rinna chased, you know, Kyle Richards out of or when Kyle Richards flew out of the room in Amsterdam because Rinna and Kim were fighting. Those are moments that I love. It's these moments of like this such premeditation of like, I'm going to say this and I'm going to go in with this idea. I just find it lame. And I get that they probably do that anyways but she's so messy with it that I'm just like okay what are we really doing here but 
it does make me laugh because I don't think she's aware. I don't think she is aware of how she comes across and how like cheesy it all is. I think she thinks she's really making good television. I'm like, you're not. You, This is really silly. Um, overall, I just think uh, it's a great season. I don't have much to say because I feel like we're getting into more drama as the season goes on. Obviously, um, I will want to talk about Married to Medicine. Unfortunately, I'm a loser and I didn't watch last night and I'm really mad at myself and I beat myself up about it, but I'm you know, we're going to be, we're going to go easy on ourselves here. I did watch Watch What Happens Live with Candy and Kiki Palmer. Now, Kiki Palmer is the most charismatic person in Hollywood right now. No one is as charismatic as Kiki Palmer. I want Kiki Palmer booked and busy for the rest of time. I want her to get an Oscar for her role in Nope, which I've heard is like incredible. I can't wait to see it. I loved Jordan Peele's, uh, all his other movies that he's done. I think they're so original and so smart and well done and I just love it so much uh so her and Candy were so funny on Watch What Happens Live Andy I feel like has been having really really good guests on lately that are they're really funny and entertaining except for like I hate when there's like below deck people on I'm sorry below deck is my bravo blind spot it is like it's not something I really am into I used to be like when Kate and Hannah were on and like Chef Ben and that but then there became like 32 different below decks everyone seems to be a little racist I'm just like I'm not down it's just it got tired and old and I'm exhausted so I'm focusing on things that make me happy like Real Housewives obviously Ultimate Girls Trip guys I need that reunion immediately a Zoom reunion with these ladies so badly I can't wait to see the behind the scenes of Tamara filming Orange County we also did just get a a reel posted by Portia of all the women in Thailand for Ultimate Girls Trip 3, but Leah was not in it. And that makes me wonder, like, why was Leah not in it? Is Leah fighting with the whole group? Is Leah fighting with Portia? What's the what's the situation? I need to know. So I'm keeping my eye on that. I will definitely, you know, post anything I know and see. Um, and that is pretty much all I have for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe wherever you, ever listen, wherever you listen. And follow me at Bravo Historian and at Tigers Aloft on Twitter. And I will see you guys later. Bye. Media Production.